Good evening, and welcome to episode two of the Barely Social Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Herbert, and tonight I'm joined by Andrew Wilson. Hello there. And the wonderful Joseph Haley. How are you doing? <laughs> Noral Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about two very important topics. Um, moments in life that really make you cringe, really get you down late at night. But also, moments in life that make you feel like life is worth living. You know, a moment in your life that makes you think, at the time, I am an absolute king. And later on, we may be joined by the fantastic Seb Noble, and we will be talking about stress and how to deal with stress and be a problem solver. So, kicking it off with moments in your life where you're sleeping peacefully at half past midnight, and suddenly... It's there. You curl up into a ball. (laughs) And you can't stop thinking about it. Your heart starts racing. You think about what you could have done differently. All of the possible arguments that you could have made or or situations where, oh, why did I say that? Or, you know. That speaks to me so literally. The amount of times I've literally been like, just like complete, even like day to day, just like sitting quite happily thinking about something comes to my head that happened like weeks ago. And I just think, yep, I'm like, can't i can't function anymore. you're out for the count that. for like five minutes yeah. right you just gotta take yeah. a breather and just well, <laughs> forget bed for a while yeah yeah that. hey wills do you relate to that oh 100 yeah i think um I, I think it's sort of like um if you were to draw a graph of cringe over time fortunately it has it's, it's, a, pos- it's a good trajectory it's going down but you know we've still got some cringe uh yeah day-to-day life, so mm. i guess i get like uh, the thing is like obviously i am cringe <laughs> also, my life, my life is as well. So, you know, it's five of one, six of one, half a dozen of the other. Mm, for sure. I remember um, there, there's a moment in my life that I can't tell was was epic or not. And mm-hmm. I I was in year five, and I I used to be good start. Yeah, that is a great start. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we played a bit of a bit of physical education, and uh, at Broadstone Middle School, as you both will know, we didn't really play basketball, um, mm. but there was plenty of netball. And <laughs> it was actually yeah. <laughs> in year five, I was I was sick at netball. I'm not gonna lie to you. I I think uh, it's sort of the talent's always been in there, you know. And I I took it in basketball, but the the netball I, I was proficient, you know. At, at, <laughs> guarding women and scoring hoops, <laughs> right? I was, I, I was so good that I was so good that my form tutor, Miss Shattuck, said that I should play on the on the team. I don't think it was interform. I think it was actually like in, intramural or something. Like it was between schools. Um, I don't even think we had interform back then. Honestly, no, I don't think it was interform at all. But yeah, so it was like a school tournament. Um. And I was like, you know, sure, because I was a yes man to any teacher. Yep. <laughs> yeah, um, teacher. So I was on the the netball team just like that, along with um, like sev- you know, several other women <laughs> or, or girls. I should <laughs> say we were all like all ten female, or eleven. Yeah, like an all female team and you. Yeah, apart from. The legendary Matthew Stratford, I believe, was was the other the other bloke on the team. Um, 
And I remember, like, I was like, hey, that's pretty cool. I'm pretty sick of netball. And I was excited to play in this tournament. We're dropping um, government names on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, you won't be listing. Um, <laughs> who is? Let's be honest, right? Uh, <laughs> so um, the tournament comes around, and at the time, I, I suffered a lot with uh, tonsillitis. Um, so much so that eventually I had to get my tonsils removed. I ended up missing about half of year four the year before just because of it. Like, I, I would be off for two weeks with it, and then, like, three or four weeks later, one, once I was better, I would just get it again. And at the time, I thought, that's sick, because I'd just get to go to my nan's and, like, watch VHS tapes and, like, eat haagen ice cream. Um, so life was pretty good, but I got tonsillitis again in, in year five, or it was something. I might have had my tonsils out by then, but either way, I was ill. And uh, the tournament came around, and I missed it because it was only on like one day. Um, and we won it, and I, I missed out. Seems convenient. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know if it would have been worse if they'd lost. You know, I mean, frankly, I obviously I don't care now. But at the time, I was super bummed out because I wanted to be part of that experience and to like be in the pictures and have the trophy and everything. I imagine as well, it's probably your first sort of like sporting event. Yeah, apart from like sports days that I participated in in like year four and year three and stuff. Um, yeah, I, I missed out on that. And I was, more, most importantly, I wanted the clout, right? So that the girls oh, yeah. would tell me I'm sick at netball or something. So like very coveted. That was kind of a grey area. Like obviously it was cringe. I was I was playing a a woman's sport. No offense, but I uh, Nathan, sports aren't <laughs> gendered, never speak to me again. <laughs> I mean if there was a men's netball team, I would feel so comfortable doing that. It's just the fact that Yeah. Yeah, it is very polarized sport that one. Yeah. Um so it was kind of cringe but also kinda of awesome, right? In a way. Yeah. I would, I would, I would put that in the pretty good camp. Like, if I'll we're doing that. a Venn diagram, it's like a B tier. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a yeah, yeah, that's a that's a B tier experience. <laughs> Trying to think of like a real moment where I like, I don't know. I think I, I'd like to start on something positive for me because no, that's that's there's fair. a. <laughs> There's like, I mean, you know, we could be here all day thinking about moments that I've looked back on and cringe about, but there's, I think actually what Awil said is like a pretty strong point. There's like a real, like, I'm starting to like wean off being a, like having like really cringy experiences because mm. like all through my like, you know, sort of early and mid teens, I was by nature a cringy kid. But like, as you get, as I got into like 17, 18, Oh, shit's different. Like, yeah, it's just a different kind of cringe, you know. This what I mean? was kind like, of like the the sort of moral of the story of this section of the podcast, which I wanted to talk mm. about, is that yeah, we are you know we're adults now, and we've been through all these experiences that we would find absolutely devastating at school level. Like if you're in middle school. Like, at the time when these things happen to you, it's the worst day of your life, right? You go, like, absolutely miserable. Like, especially with some of these that we might talk about. Um, but looking back on it, you know, it's just a, another experience that made you who you are. And, and you just become 
less yeah. and less cringe as you get older because you there's less stakes and you realize that no one actually remembers your most embarrassing moments only you do mm. so that's that's so like so accurate is a lot of the things that i like it will keep me up at night i honestly think if i brought up to people they'd be like i don't don't even remember remember that happening yeah yeah but i mean that one of one of the things that like the, the things i think that really sort of keep me like up at night is looking back at like times where i just think i was like not a very good boyfriend to like my ex-girlfriends you know what i mean and, like well like if i just think like why like there are things that you just like do now but like looking back then you're like why did i not know how to be in a relationship at all like yeah um i think it's such a weird like thing to look back on being like so self-centered piece of, like, piece yeah of honestly <laughs> like there's a lot of stuff you can look back on like i completely relate to that where it's like i could have like why didn't you just reply on snapchat instead of spending three hours playing video games and, and forgetting about nah. it. or I'm like sure not. I'd um, do that. <laughs> so we like talk on snapchat and I'd, I'd type out the reply but i wouldn't hit send and then i'd put my phone down thinking i'd sent it and then three Ooh. hours later i realized i just left my girlfriend on open for like four hours yeah and then they'd probably gone to bed at that <laughs> they'd probably gone to bed and then gone to bed to... thinking what they did wrong yeah um so yeah, moments like that really weren't great. But uh, we know that <laughs> not to do that, that kind of stuff now, obviously. Yeah, I mean, it's just sort of like, I think a lot of it's just like being careful and just like keeping a part of your mind thinking about like other people has helped me avoid a lot of that kind of thing. And also like hesitating for a moment before I do a lot of things. Because I, if I had like no self-awareness, I'd still do half that shit now. But like, yeah learning from my mistakes and thinking like okay let's just take a step back for a moment this is a good idea <laughs> you really develop a well filter on this. don't you like yeah especially yeah. i think when when people start i don't know a lot of it yeah you develop a filter in general people i mean i've said a lot of stuff that um i've maybe not meant or just not thought about I mean, I can't name a specific moment, but I know that just growing mm. up, I've, I've maybe said some stuff that's like hurt someone's feelings when I, I didn't mean to, or just just mm. literally blurting oh, it out of your mouth. And that kind yeah. of um, empathy that you can have for that person that you, you hurt or whatever really can develop a filter for you. Um, I think about, I've, I've actually, this is a, a talking point I have for later, but I it's, well, it's relevant to that, but I think about like people that I like, her in middle school literally every day think about that shit all the time mm. and that like really like shapes who i am now like to see like how i've treated people and be like well i didn't feel good about that and they certainly didn't i don't want to be that kind of person so changing yeah. like your trajectory in your life in that kind of way is like that's cringe being mean to kids in school is cringe that is cringe that is cringe yeah i mean yeah i've, I've kind of <laughs> i don't think i've actually managed to say something about my life that was positive i just <laughs> 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 it's like, yes i'm pretty cringe um and i hate all my decisions since i was <laughs> i was like yeah i should really start something positive because we i don't want to get into all that that immediately did exactly that yeah that's... um Hey Wills, why don't you why don't you tell us tell us a, a couple of stories while yeah, I yeah sure um, <laughs> yeah well I thought 
even though before the podcast I was saying how or what as Joe was saying sort of the trajectory is a negative trajectory i.e. good mm-hmm. um, I had a cringe encounter um, only three weeks ago this was on the 12th of April um, so shops and stuff had just opened pubs had opened it was um, like sort of the half reopening so um, I wanted to go to WH Smith to pick up some stationary items uh, <laughs> never been to WH Smith in Loughborough so mm-hmm. it, I needed to pick up something specific anyway um, so I've never been to it in Loughborough and it's in uh, like a shopping centre but it's not, I guess you wouldn't call it a shopping centre it's kind of like a, a court type shopping centre so it's only like a few shops inside oh. and I've never been in there I don't think before or if I have it's only like been to like one of the ones on this side mm. so I yeah so I put it in Google Maps I was like oh it's here I come to the shopping center entrance I'm going in the side entrance not the main entrance so I come to the entrance and I see there's a queue going in and it's an indoor shopping center so I'm thinking right like it makes sense that there's sort of a capacity to a shopping center I mean it's the 12th of April everyone's going to be buying their stuff like it's probably it's quite likely there'll be a queue to the shopping center mm-hmm. so I see this queue it's going to the shopping center I'm like right I'll join it so I sort of you know I join the queue and, um, I sort of look at everyone in the queue and it's like it looks like alright and everyone you know, no, no one's giving me any looks and then like some people start giving me looks and I'm like <laughs> okay and then like I see people walking into the shopping center mm-hmm. so I'm going on here like i'm get the back of your game mate um, <laughs> skipped yeah you pushed exactly. in. <laughs> pushed in anyway so I, you know and i see more and more people going so i think i'm a bit investigating um so this has sort of been like three or four minutes now i've been in the queue so i think all right i'll, I'll, I'll walk in by these guys uh turns out i was queuing for a nail salon um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, um, queen. Let's go. And, what, but it's just like the queue was like girls and guys. It was no girl, way. girls who had unfortunately brought along their poor little boyfriend. Oh. <laughs> like, yeah, fine, I'll go. Yeah, that's yeah. what put me off. Like, if it was all women, I'd be like, all right, well, this is obviously like this is obviously head. like a different. Yeah. yeah. So I just like, I'm like, fuck. And I, I made sure to leave out of a different exit when I, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to buzz those people again. So that was that was definitely a cringe moment recently, mm. but no one knows about it until today. Exactly, my mum because I had a call with her later oh, that day. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta <laughs> share some good banter to share. There's always moments like that where you um you make a, a perfectly innocent mistake, and instead of just like walking it off, you uh, let me say an example like in first year. I was looking for this, um, we have the the main campus, Highfield campus, but then there's a smaller one for like, it's more like history and kind of uh, uh, philosophy kind of stuff. They have, anyway, they have a little smaller, yeah, kind of separate campus called Avenue Campus. And I, I'd never been there before and I had like my first lecture there. And um, I walked right past the entrance and once I'd walked past it, I realised I'd walked past the entrance. And instead of just turning around like a normal person, you, you've probably done this. I, I pulled out my phone and like pretended I was taking a call. And I was like, oh, yeah, you're yeah. right, mate. Oh, oh, is it that way? All right, mate, yeah, cheers. And then like put my mm. phone down and turn around and go back in. Like I can't just like do a yeah. fucking U-turn like a normal human being. I have to 
I've done that a dozen times in the last month. Really? Easily. Yeah. Easily. I just get I get distracted or I like realize that I've like forgotten to bring something with me or any number of things. And it's like I mean, I did it at work like yesterday. I was just walking through um I work in a school. Uh so I was work, walking from my classroom to through the main hall to like this kitchenette that we've got in the in the year one area. And just walking halfway through, there's like a bunch of staff like on their breaks just walk straight through stop in the middle of the hall go shit and then just turn 180 and start walking away yeah all of them looked at me like <laughs> what's he doing like, just i was like i can't pull my phone out and check maps like i've got no yeah, excuse yeah, to do this. this like yeah. i just have to like suck it up <laughs> yeah oh, yeah god, god. It's all that kind of i mean just like little like a lot of my like moments of just like slight embarrassment just come from like i've zoned out or like little bits of negligence yeah it was always like a moment where mm. i think it happened a couple times in school where i would just completely zone out from what a teacher's saying mm. and then they'll be talking they'll mention something and then they'll move on and they'll be talking about that other thing and i'll put my hand up and i'll, I'll make this really really good point i'm like i've got a really good point here and i say it and they're like I just fucking said that, you dumbass. And <laughs> now, like, I never want to raise my wow. hand ever again. And I think a lot of people carry that trauma into <laughs> into university, There's especially. No questions, guys. Yeah, yes, there is. I remember. Oh, okay. I've got a really cringe moment from first year as well. We were in this. Um, do you remember in-person lectures? That's crazy, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we were in uh yeah a lecture and it was about like periglacial landscapes it was about like cold places oh yeah <laughs> and um there was this certain land formation this like geographical formation that the lecturer wanted us to name it was in the reading so she like expected us to know what it is and we'd spoken about it before like it was a really obvious question she just wanted to like get people engaged so she mm. was like can you name this landform and it was a big picture of it and nobody like blurted out or raised their hand it went on for like a solid minute that like she would wait there for 10 seconds and she'd be like come on guys she'd be like nodding at the audience come on guys i, I hate that actually. i know it's yeah. 9 a.m awkward when no one responds i know oh, it's God, 9 a.m so... but we gotta we gotta get involved guys okay yeah this is a university. Oh. Like you're adults now, okay? Paying to be here. Treat yeah. us like adults and don't make us act like school kids and be like, "Come on." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I know what this landform is. I, I, I've been knowing what this landform is, but I can't bring my, I can't bring the words out. It's like literally like Eminem. Just he, he opens his mouth, but the words won't come out. He just, <laughs> I. He's choking now. I would. I started muttering it like under my breath. I was like. It was it was it's called Pattern Ground and I was just saying under my breath Pattern 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 Ground Pattern And there was a girl sat next to me just like giving me weird looks like Are you good? Is this guy like having a seizure, like what's going on? And Does he know he's whispering? He could Oh god, well, it just kept going and going and I I just felt the pressure like I was I started to sweat. Mm. And I was like, Oh my god, could somebody just say something, please, for the love of God, I'm gonna burst And then I burst. And yeah. I go, pattern ground! 
Just like that. Oh no. Oh the voice breaks. Um there's no eruption of laughter or anything, you know, it's not like a movie, but you yeah. can see a couple people. I just looked across the hall and just see a couple people just getting a real <laughs> kick out of that. And, yeah. Oh, God. Just I've not had a voice break palms. like a moment in a long time. It only I've had a happens. lot of like, I've had mm. a lot of lectures where like, I'm especially over last semester, I had a module and um, I mean, literally every single seminar, because it's just seminars every week. Every single seminar, pretty much, I answered like every single question. I uh, like, became that person. Yeah. Seven over like a semester because no one wants to talk. And I, I get that, like, I mean, half of them would probably just like open the lecture and then like leave the room and do mm. some other shit. But like, Jesus Christ, you are actually paying to be there. It's embarrassing. <laughs> you feel like the smartest person step in the up. room. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, just any seminar or anything like that people ask questions i just became like right to avoid that that cringe situation from ever happening again i'm literally just going to be an absolute just i don't care if i come across as a boffin i'm going to answer these yeah. questions so that we can all move on and i think most people were just like rather than judgmental saying like oh this guy's an absolute neek um yeah i was thinking like i didn't want to like a neek but i feel like no one really cares but anymore. i think <laughs> people were just grateful that, that we could skip that awkward scenario that i could just be yeah. that kind of pawn um to, to to get those situations out of the way you know um, you could honestly save like 15 minutes a lecturer if those <laughs> awkward signs yeah. were cut out easy we had one lecturer in second year who would rather than asking questions he would periodically go through the rows right <laughs> and, and like this lecture he was well, he wasn't scary but he was quite full on and um it was he he'd sort of made his way up to two of my friends and then we had the break and they just left because <laughs> <laughs> no. it's like they'd rather sacrifice an hour of lecture <laughs> than having to answer one question yeah oh, God. i don't know yeah There's... just being able to admit you don't know is like weirdly a skill that people have not picked up yet yeah like i've gone through that situation of like being the only person who answers questions enough times to the point where like um from about second year onwards like i've stopped being scared of getting a question wrong like mm -hmm. all through school i'd, I'd want to get it right every time or just i'd feel like absolute bum um mm. but yeah now I'll just blurt blurt out what I think the answer is, and they're like, "No, but good try." And it's like, "Oh well, everyone moves on." Like, yeah. <laughs> no one's gonna it's remember. Like, like oh, Nathan got that question wrong. What a loser! Like, okay, exactly. No one's gonna remember that shit. No one cares. For real. And that's what and like, it, it helps that I've got like a bit of a snowflake arts course because there are no, there are literally like no wrong answers. So you don't. It's just a different <laughs> opinion. Like, yeah, you can just yeah. say like. Someone could like a lecturer can literally rave for like fifteen minutes about why this film is their favorite film in the world, and you can put your hand and be like, "Didn't like it." Yeah. And they're like, "Fair, tell me why." Like they have a great day, <laughs> yes. which is you know it makes it a lot easier to just put your hand up and like, "Fuck it," like whatever. Yeah, I remember the I took this uh, philosophy module in first year because I was still interested by uh, the wonderful Mr. Randall. And, uh, oh my god, what a man. Shout out to him, man. Um, 
Well, I did this philosophy module, and yeah, similarly, there's no wrong answers, right? Um, so we we were talking about free will and like the mind and like are your thoughts really your own and stuff like that. And I, what I wanted to do was bring up the kind of, I mean, you guys have probably seen loads of Headspace adverts. They talk about um, the dark thoughts in your head and the fact that you you have to let them pass through. You can't block them out. Otherwise, yeah. you only only make it worse. Like, if you're, they use an example in the advert, like visually, when you're like on a plane and the baby in front of you is like crying, and I think the video plays out. I mean, obviously they're all little cartoon characters, but like, the guy literally puts the baby up in like the carriage section and, and closes the door on it, or like you know, just dark <laughs> thoughts like that. Got like, oh god, please, like kick this baby out of the plane. And I, I, <laughs> I wanted to. <laughs> well, this is this is what happened, right? Is I was trying to explain this. Um... Out of a plane? What? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to explain this in the seminar to them. I was like, um, but I couldn't think of a good example. So I was like, oh, you know, you ever just like walk? You're walking down the street and there's this really annoying like barking dog, and. Sometimes you get a dark thought in your head, like, oh, say you want to kick this dog in the road or something. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, I obviously explained that you would never, ever do that, but you have these random dark thoughts in your head sometimes that are perfectly natural. You would never act on them. Um, But I I explained that and said, like, oh, you know, just an annoying dog. I used that as an example, like, kicking it in the road. And the lecturer was just like... Wow, that's a that's a great view inside your mind, Nathan. Thank you for that. And like, oh, just Dickhead. kind of philosophy teacher. Yeah, well, she she that's, was young. Yeah, she was like a cold. PhD like person, and I just I just oh. felt like what I say what I said wasn't that bad. But I think they were trying to like make a joke out of it. But I was like, damn, you, you shut no, me down. Keep right it there. light and breezy. Yeah. No, don't shut up. <laughs> <laughs> So that's also an example where, like, I could see that as cringe. I could go home and be annoyed at, like, oh, why did I say that? But also that was kind of, like, somebody else's part in it that yeah, that made it... not really it, your blunder. Like it, yeah, yeah, exactly. It wasn't my blunder. Um, so you can also think about that if you ever cringe about a certain moment and think about, like, who else was involved and, like, why it all, all played out. Yeah. A lot of like the moments in my life now that I think I would have looked at as like really embarrassing before don't actually even really cross my mind as like oh that's embarrassing because like, I don't care anymore. I don't care like but you know th- those things that embarrassment stems from you thinking oh they're gonna that's gonna think that like you know I'm a fucking neek for this like you know but. They don't care, and I don't care what they think of me. So, like, now, you know, a lot of the moments that I think would have made me cringe, I now think of it as, like, all those moments make me feel pretty good about myself. Yeah. Because I've been I've been able to turn around in my mind something that would have been, you know, would have really got me down. Now those moments, uh, I can just look at it and go, look how far I've come. Like, I don't care about that anymore. I'm, I'm confident enough to make mistakes in public and... You know, and not go like into a ball and like hide about hide away about it. Just be like, oh yeah, look at me, silly me, and and then just like move on. And you know what? You know, no one cares. You make a joke out of it. It's fine. Yeah, that's that's a part that I think anyone can respect, and especially like 
if you're starting at a workplace or something, I think mm. that's something any workplace would look for. Where if you if you make a mistake, you don't just crumble and just think, oh yeah. god, why did I do that? Or like you you stutter or something in an interview and you just absolutely crumble. Mm. Um, it's being able to, yeah, turn those moments on their heads and walk it off, laugh it off, you know, play it off and and continue doing what you were doing before. Mm. It's like when I I used to I didn't learn piano for very for very long, but something I would suck at is. If I got a note wrong, I would just mm. completely be thrown off and have to start again. Whereas you got to let the song play out, man. That's just so it must go on. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Something I had to I had to get really used to for when I was getting into theatre, like for the first time. If even if someone else, like if someone else like messed up a line, I'd be like, shit. <laughs> yeah, like what's <laughs> gonna happen now? Being able to like roll with the punches a little bit and just like you know nothing in your life is going to go how you expect it to the last you know if you want an example of that look at the last year mm. you know i mean what a wonderful example of things not going as they expected but like know. you know being able to make the most of it and roll with those punches and like the people that have come out of this the best you know like not broadly speaking but like in quite like a narrow like frame of mind the people that have come out of this the best are the people that can make the most of like this time because mm. you know, obviously some people just can't do that financial this that and the other but like for people who are fairly comfortable and secure like us like you know for some people that will just like sit back and be like i don't know what i'm doing and there will be some people that are like this is free time for me i'm gonna you know i didn't want this to happen and i wasn't prepared for it and i'm gonna roll with it like i this year had I was supposed, I'm supposed to be at uni this year, and I'm not. I, I, mm. I'm taking one module, and I'm going back to do my third year next year. And for like you know, a couple of weeks to a month, that had, you know, had me down bad. I didn't know what to do with myself, because I was a little bit like, this has fucked my whole life plan up. I'm a year behind schedule for the rest of my life. But like, you know, now I've, now I can drive, or, or at least, you know, I will be able to in like a couple of weeks, and I, I've got a career like i you know i'm earning pension <laughs> like it's huge man. you know it's yeah like and you know you'd never be able to do that if this didn't come around and that's being able to roll with a punch and you know that is perhaps the most valuable skill there is it's certainly like top three in my mind like to be able to be dealt a bad hand and still play yeah and, like, and that that's two huge things you just mentioned there like let's not let's not um brush that off like learning to drive is such a massive thing um mm. it, it can be really nerve-wracking i remember I, I used to be nervous for lessons but my mum just like threw me in the deep end as soon as i turned 17 she was like right you got 10 hours of driving lessons like that was, that was one, of my, one of my presents yeah um but yeah yeah those are two great things yeah exactly this past year has been an example a prime example of how you could um how pressure makes diamonds and you can you can turn a rough patch mm. into something productive and make some use out of it so speaking of good things and well done you by the way joe let's give a little, little round of applause yeah. for that hey man my okay, man's hey, learning man. to drive that's freedom right there i love that i love being able to drive i i miss it when i get to uni i really do because you can just go whenever you want like the world's your oyster god i've had one like one example of me being able to because I've, I've got to always drive my parents but um 
Savannah has been driving for over three years, so mm. I can go out in the car with her. Mm. Um, oh, that was freeing! How exciting! <laughs> like just be able to just like go out and skirt. Like, oh, it's it's very exciting. I mean, you guys, you know, can can do that, but like for me, like never being able to do that before. The idea to like, I'm dude. Immediately, I'm just gonna piss off in like a random direction. You're not gonna see me for a week. I don't give a shit. I'm just going somewhere. But yeah, really excited. Nice. Um, Awals, do you ever have a moment in your life that you look back on and think it doesn't have to be a big moment? Like, there's there's lots of little moments that just make you feel good. You know what I mean? Do you have anything like that? Um. Every moment of my life. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was thinking about this, right? So, <laughs> this is another actually recent one. Um, <laughs> it's it's not that big, but I thought it was kind of funny, and we, we kind of find it funny. Is um on New Year's Eve 2020, or actually New Year's Day 2021, uh, when we're having a call with some of our female friends. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then there's some there's like some conversation, and then. I, I I can't remember exactly what it was. It was like, uh, oh, this girl's like really good looking, and I'm like, did she have big bummy milkers? <laughs> and like I said, it was such chest, and I was like, come on, come you at me. Did. Cancel, cancel no, you did. Such like, chest. And oh, I was just like, I've won. Wow. So, yeah. I, I mean, think that's yeah. that's what's called an epic game of no one stepped to you on that as, as, I'm, as well. As yeah. I'm, uh... That was a certain dominance right there. <laughs> That was a dub. That was a dub for you. That was a big dub. <laughs> oh, so God. Close. I think um, a notable moment uh, for me was, um, Joe, you and our 18th birthday. Just that whole experience. I know, I mean, I know you were in a state, but, but hiring out... I wasn't there. <laughs> we hired out a massive hall and invited... Oh, it must have been, I think it was over 100 in the end. Um, I think it must have been about 120, maybe? About 125, 130. Yeah, we had about 120, 130 people there. And uh, originally it was going to be about, I think, a week after my birthday, or literally on the weekend of my birthday, like that week. Yeah. Um, but it got snowed off. Um, so that, I was pretty bummed out about that. I spent my 18th birthday snowed in, and then... Me and my family trudged up to uh, our local Tesco and got microwave curries because uh, we couldn't get an Indian takeaway. <laughs> like we tried calling and no one was oh, open, obviously. Mate. So we got like so yeah. a microwave curry was the second. Door. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just, I, mean, like, I don't know. That, that, it's nice of them to do that, but I don't know. I, I think a homemade curry can hit different sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe. I guess we True. didn't have ingredients mm. or something. So anyway, yeah. I, I got a nice <laughs> microwave tikka masala. Yeah, they couldn't be bothered. But um, uh, <laughs> uh, we're talking about the W here, not the L. So let's talk about <laughs> yeah, the uh, <laughs> two weeks. I think it was two weeks later or a week later. Um, yeah, we we had this night and it, it was just amazing. I mean, mm. um, once it got going. Just doing shots with people at the bar that I didn't think I'd even speak to that night. Like I was at the bar with like Ben Ben Carr for a, for a long time. <laughs> it's so fun to see with... those people like interact with like like and like people from like our middle school and like people that I've been friends with since first school. Yeah, like Harry like Harry Smith getting those guys. Like Harry was just going around like chatting to literally everyone. 
yeah it was so nice to see <laughs> so everyone nice there to see, see that, people yeah. get along yeah and see like mm. some some groups blend some mm. you know not so much but that doesn't matter like it was just good to yeah. have everyone it's their choice. there it's not our responsibility yeah. yeah it was great i think i mean that that night like i felt i was i mean clearly i felt like i was on top of the world <laughs> like i really thought i was in i stepped into that room and thought i'm immortal and will never die and i tested that yeah but like it was it was great i did like barely paid for a drink all night and mm -hmm. then wasn't there for the rest of it but <laughs> yeah yeah i uh, yeah i've got a second you on that that was a really special night for both of us yeah mm, for sure man um but it's it's not just about the big moments i think you know there's there's just little things that happen every day that can just really stick mm. with you for whatever reason um and I think they all sort of fall under the same umbrella. It would just be just general kind of uh, sort of wholesome moments, just kind of moments of maybe support from someone else. Somebody said something to you or maybe a compliment that's just kind of stuck with you because sometimes like moments like that can be rare. So you, mm. you, you really cherish when, especially when they're unexpected, you get a, a little unexpected compliment and it's really nice, you know? I'm a yeah. I'm such a slut for validation. Yeah, honestly. I think um. We we don't get a lot of uh, uh, attention as. <laughs> uh, okay, <laughs> <there we go. laughs> I think um. A, a lot of a lot of a lot of men can be be starved of some some positive attention sometimes. Yeah. I think it just, you know, it happens for women too all the time. But I think it is worth mentioning that, that sometimes um, us men will, will hold very dearly any compliment we ever receive because it can be extremely rare sometimes. Like I, if... sorry, I literally <laughs> like yesterday morning, maybe this morning um, for, for work, literally it's yesterday morning, the, like the first thing I do most mornings is like when i get into work is like sticking like stickers into books and shit and like getting getting shit ready for the day it's just like little things like getting in and like putting all the stickers in and coming back and the teacher for my class comes in and she's like oh uh have you done those and i was like oh yeah i finished them already she's like oh really i was like yeah yeah i finished it she's like oh cool and like there's no she didn't you know she didn't say oh well done nice job but there was just like a thing there like i know that she thinking oh that's good he's done good that's enough for me so i just get a little buzz there because <laughs> that's the best that you get a lot of time but like sometimes you know... yeah sometimes you don't verbally get uh gratification or like sometimes yeah. um your good deeds aren't always rewarded but mm. it's it's moments like that that you still think well I, i've done good then clearly somebody's appreciated it even if mm they don't show it as clearly or sometimes if not at all sometimes people yeah. will just will not want to open up and maybe show some appreciation for something you've done but you know that you've you've done something that's that's good so you can you can live off that for sure yeah absolutely i don't think people realize like how valuable like just like a comment is on the street or or anything like that like i have this fish oh. and ship shop at the end of my road and it's so wholesome like every time i walk by i get a little wave Oh, and it just oh. makes me smile, man. It's just like they yeah, don't need special. to do that, and it just makes me like feel like they're they're not, not my friends, but like, well, you know, they're like they're my comrades. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah, little... there's like things like that, and it's like it's nice. It's a Honestly, little community feeling. Yeah. Mm, yeah, shit like being nice to like a waiter is like. Yeah. I mean, when whenever I'm working, like when the pub, when my pub is actually open, like when <laughs> when I'm working there, like if someone just like is like no, not the moment. Um, if they're like super friendly, someone's like friendly, or they like crack a joke, or you know, like anything like that. Like if they say like, "Oh, nice job on that," it's so rare. But oh, it's honestly, I would mainline that. I should put that into my veins. Like it's hmm. so nice, and like that's why, like knowing how nice that is. If I like see like a like a waiter or like someone like a, you know, I'll, I'll you know compliment them on their service or like thank them or like crack a little joke with them if they're like you know if they look like they're under a lot of stress like it takes like no effort whatsoever it's super easy to do and like you know yeah. what are you doing you're just sat there like waiting for your food or whatever but that kind of shit can like really make someone's day especially if they're having a bad day like you know it's super super sure. important i think the yeah the moral of the, this this section is you know the world is a very negative place. It is very easy to, to judge people, laugh at people, mm. make jokes. But that little bit of positivity can go such a long way with anyone. And I, I always make a conscious effort to compliment someone if I like their outfit. or uh, oh, yeah. Especially yeah. with this lot in my house. I always try and um, tell people when they look nice and, and, and stuff like that. Because I know that it's appreciated. Um, yeah. And it it, go, it does go a long way with people, and it helps mm. people um, be themselves and be more confident. So mm. that's all you can want, really. Especially if someone like if they get like a you know like a new a new look or like that you can tell they're like you know it's like nerve breaker. Like I mean, so, like, when I started like painting my nails, kind of like a like I felt a little bit like uncomfortable like a, a very early on because I was like people are looking at me, but people were saying like you know I really like that like you know it can be a very off like you know out of nowhere comment that you know that just comes out of nowhere from them and they weren't thinking about that again <laughs> they they'll never think about that again but i think about it a lot yeah you know it makes me feel really good about myself so you know spread love exactly Bread. amen Right, I think on that note, we're going to take a quick break, and then hopefully we may be back with Noble for uh, dealing with stress and being a problem solver. Hello everyone, and welcome back to part two of the Barely Social podcast. Uh, unfortunately, Seb Noble is not able to join us for part two, um, but I'm sure he'll be back next week if we can sort that. Um, unfortunately. Tom Jenkins from YouTube is really happy right now. <laughs> Uh, some things are just more important, you know. And for Baz, some things are more important. It's it's just he's just grooming his dog. That's what he's doing right now. He's grooming his dog, and he said, <laughs> "I can't talk sure. about important issues right now. I need to groom my dog." So here we are. Thank you, Baz. You know, that's the way it is. So for part two of this podcast, we are going to be talking about stress, Ooh. the S word. We all have it. We all experience it. How the bloody hell do we get rid of it? Well, I think it's uh, thanks to my new uh, meditation app. Oh, it's <laughs> not true. I don't use one of those. Um, I don't know. I think that, like, I mean, I've super. I 
had like really really big problems with stress in school that like escalated to me like having fits and like what is like colloquially known as like a micro stroke all due to like stress so you know i i am pretty qualified to to talk about being stressed the ceo of stress um and i don't know i think in a lot of ways like how i like ended up dealing with it was accepting that it it is what it is it's basically like how (laughs) i like like if i'm like in the car like like if i was like in the car like on the way to work or something or like if i was like on a train and i knew i was like late for like a rehearsal or like a shift or something there's nothing i can do to speed that train up like i sit there going oh well i'm gonna be late or i could just like sit back take a deep breath and like you know think about what i'm gonna like you know when i get off the train i can put in a light jog or you know like get an uber or something but like can't do that now so you know, kind of accepting that, like, y- you are you have agency, but like, when you don't have agency, accept that, mm. and you know, learn to like sit back and and enjoy the ride. Yeah, for sure. It, it's it's definitely a one step at a time kind of process. Just dealing with any kind of situation that will put you under um, any any form of anxiety or or stress. You know. Um, yeah, it's it's a situation where, okay, you're in a tough bind, what are you going to do about it? And you just have to literally sit back with yourself and think, okay, what are some of the things I can do? It can be lots of little things, it can be a few big things, that can dig you out of this hole. Or, you know, just, um, so for example, I used to get really, really nervous um, for... Uh, oral exams with with french and spanish at school and uh, i then decided to carry on the torture and take those both for a level i'm um, sorry no I, I dropped spanish but i wanted to take it for a level for some reason um i was pretty good at both but um those those exams all the time would just stress me out and i would come out in an absolute ball of sweat like i would i would just Sometimes I just go and take a minute in the toilets and just 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 be in there by myself for a bit, just Dude, to like nervous chill sweat out. hits different. Yeah, it actually there's something oh it just God. hits different. Mm. I don't know what it is. It just you're just, I, 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 I don't know. Like it's every, hard. Like, after an interview or anything like that, it, like it's just different. It's yeah, yeah. It's a lot as well. Like I, I yeah, feel like I, I sweat <laughs> a lot. Like yeah. really, really lines the pits, you know. But. Uh... <laughs> I run quite hot anyway, naturally. So, like, naturally, if it's a bit mm. kind of like a bit hot, I'll sweat. But like, nervous sweat, man, it all amps it yeah. up for real. I'm a sweaty boy. Um, but but another example of a situation that can make you uneasy, or, or something that you know, here we're talking about situations where something needs solving, something's wrong, and you, and you have to deal with it in some way. And this can be, for example, social issues like. For example, you can have uh, a situation in your friendship group where somebody's fallen out or you've fallen out with someone and it makes you nervous talking these things out with someone. Like say if you've got a problem with someone or more importantly they have a problem with you, um, mm. you know it's got to be dealt with somehow. It, it, it can't just be ignored. 
um, you've got to deal with it. And that, that can be, for some people, one of the most nervous things ever, just like uh, the most nerve-wracking things ever, just talking out with a friend, really hashing things out and, and talking through your problems. And mm. um, it's very easy for people to, to bury their heads in the sand and, and carry on sort of um, forming more and more toxic relationships with people because they'd rather run from it than, than to talk it out or to, you know, um, in some extreme cases, just cut these people out of your life. And something that I've always um, done to deal with that situation is is I, I do cut people out of my life sometimes. If they really, like, I, I don't like giving up on people. I never have. And I always do what I can um, before you reach that last resort where you think okay there is there is no saving this i just need to move on and mm. not really associate myself with this person anymore and um those decisions are hard but i, I used to do it it started just sort of happening every couple of years i would sort of just do like a a cleanse if you will of, of people in my life that would would bring me down i would i would just think to myself right i gotta i gotta do something about this um mm. and it, it 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 doesn't end well a lot. It it never tends to end well. You can have an argument with someone. You know, you're talking about your problems. It's not always a happy ending where you both end up apologising to each other and you're the best of friends. I mean, hopefully in most cases we're all mature enough. I'm sure if we ever ever had a problem between any of us, I mean not just us three but anyone else in our group, that we could talk mm. it out and be mature, and it, and it would never end in something as extreme as not speaking to that person ever again but um sometimes those relationships you form with people aren't that strong especially like if you go to uni there can be groups sometimes which are just toxic and you can wait to the end of your last year at uni and just kind of move on and and hide from those people for the rest of your life or you can you can bring it up and you can talk about it and you can get it solved so that it never haunts you again because it really looms over you if if someone's got a problem with you or you you feel like you know someone's got beef that that hasn't been hashed out you you have to speak with that person and just lay it all out yeah it always comes back and like you whether you like like you're in the right or like you're in the wrong these kind of like the small arguments always come back for you and like even if it's not like an argument it's just like a misunderstanding or like mm. a falling out or like a i i mean for like speaking my personal experience a lot of people like sort of come and go from my life quite easily i don't tend to like cling to people i just like i'm very much like a very low maintenance friend like i can bump into you to the street after not seeing you for two years and be like yeah let's, you know go for a drink and then maybe we do maybe we don't like but like I, you know i don't care i still like that person i don't have to see you every day to like you know to be friends with you and, and i don't have to speak to people a lot but while i'm like very easily let people like come and go with like a revolving door and like you know some days of you know someday i'm gonna like see people for the last time and i'm fine with that like you know there are a few friends from my uni uh year now and like my my intake that are gonna leave at the end of this year and i'm not gonna see them again and i honestly that's life you know people come and go but if i have like fallen out with someone 
I can, I, there's something in my, I just can't let it go. Because mm. I really need people to like me. It's a, it's a, it's a character flaw, but like, I have to, like, I cannot stand people. Like, because I've, in my, in my head, I'm a little bit like, no, I'm great. I, I am, I am, I am great. Please, like, please, mm. please like me. Like, I can't, I can't have people, like, I don't know, I just, I just can't, it doesn't sit well with me. And I have to, like, convince someone that, like, I'm a nice person before i can let them go yeah because like, it makes you check like... yourself right oh yeah i mean it makes me like if 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 i know there's someone out there that doesn't think i'm a nice person or this that or the other or like doesn't like me i think there's always this part of my mind that's like maybe that's a valid like criticism and that does lead me into like i mean there are friends like friend groups that like nathan and i hang out with together for a long long time um when we were sort of mid-teens um and uh when i was in like a pretty bad place like mentally and after like some like weird like interactions i don't don't speak to them anymore and they like don't speak to me um and i still i'm like it's still like i don't think about it much anymore i i never think about it but like whenever like i'm like scrolling through like my instagram feed and i'll see like one of their profiles i always do think like fuck, i wish i could like see them and like have a conversation with them and be like look i'm not like a <laughs> i'm a stable healthy like friendly person <laughs> but you know and those are the kind of things i feel like you, you've got to like you know, I've, I've got to let that go one day because i'm probably never going to hang out with those people again even, even if i do and i consolidate that those relationships don't mean anything to like i don't need them to like me because i have my own friends and you know if end up having that conversation and you know and it did go really well what in my life would change mm. but like you know that's that's me thinking like I think, to, like I think this this uh leads back into the first half of this podcast perfectly where we we spoke about um how only you remember your like mm. most embarrassing moments and I, I think um for a lot of things like that people would either not care anymore or just have forgotten about moments like that where you think yeah, oh they that person don't remember that <laughs> yeah or they they just yeah. moved on and like it doesn't matter anymore and if you saw them on the street like things would be great and you just kind of had to um yeah had sort of have that faith that okay if you see this person again like if you make an effort i'm i'm sure they'll they'll reciprocate it you know mm. just mm. even if it's just you know a quick conversation in the street it doesn't have to be anything more than that just mm people will let go of things you know that's you know that's a testament to like as far as i've come in my life to like me be able to say like half an hour ago me being like i don't focus on these things anymore this that, and the other there's still things i hold on to you know mm. but like that's you know we're all a work in progress you know and, and you just because you i still hold on to those you know to like little things here and there doesn't mean i've not like come a long way and you know, don't like you, you gotta remember not to like let yourself get bogged down in little things to like let you. I mean, you know, this is the point I kind of made last pod, last week was like, you are doing great. <laughs> you're, you're doing great. You're moving in the right direction. Thank Don't you. let like little things bog you down. Yeah. Yeah. Precisely, man. <laughs> yeah. It was. Are you uh? do your assignments at the last minute kind of guy or are you normal i am 
as the term would uh, say, I would say I am moderately normal. Um, really? Yeah. I think, uh, I, I guess because I'm not really in a, well, I mean, my sort of my course is really an assignment course anyway. It's sort of all kind of exams. So um, I guess, I, I think it is, it is really hard though. Like when you've got a deadline that's so far in the future, um, you know, like I had a, I had a coursework, like a sort of an online test coursework that they basically just gave us these questions and we had to answer them over a month. And I ended up doing them on the last day. Mm. But that's mm. like, but it's because I, I knew I could. So yeah. in, some ways I, in some ways I am, in some ways I'm not. Um, what about you, Nathan? It's, it's a bad habit, but um, I think if you don't get punished for something, why do it different? <laughs> like if, <laughs> if if it ain't broke, it ain't don't broke, fix it. Don't fix it. And if you can leave things towards the late end, you know, not last minute. My parents might be listening, but uh, <laughs> hey, if you can leave things towards the late end and still give it your best effort and see results, mm. then there's no harm in it. <laughs> You know, I'm I'm very much a pressure makes diamonds kind of person, mm. and and sure there there are things where I will plan and I will do things in advance, especially if I'm interested in it. Of course, you would do that. Like for example, for my dissertation, I mean, we started back in in July last year, and I had already started doing my reading over the summer, and sure that they expect you to do certain things by certain points, so they would expect you to do all of your reading over the summer and sort of a start started writing it by like October I hadn't started writing it but um, throughout that whole process I knew exactly in my head how uh, sort of the storyline of the dissertation how it was going to go so I never uh, for a minute felt um, kind of lost like I was making things up as I was going along I had a plan in my head about how the whole thing would play out and I just um, wrote it accordingly I guess so I suppose dealing with a sort of assignment stress and stuff like that is, you know, if if you uh, know how something might play out, you know, plan it. And if it's, say, you get an essay that you know a lot about, and the thing about any kind of uh, literary uh, writing is, literary writing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know I'm waffling, I'm waffling, but... Um, any kind of essay or anything like that, there there has to be a certain storyline, and you you sort of end mm. with a kind of a call to action. You talk about any missing research and stuff, and there's there's always a kind of a slight agenda to to your writing. And, and if you know in your head kind of how the story's going to play out, um, then you can just plan accordingly and and not have to worry yeah. so much about like the message of like the grand theme of what you're writing about, I suppose. I definitely like relate a lot with like diamonds are forged on the pro. Like most of my best work has been done under some <laughs> frankly ludicrous circumstances. Mm. Like, I mean, my all of my semester one, year two work was like, literally every module. I didn't do shit for like a whole like 10, 10, 11 weeks, and then like the last like I mean there was a for like a four day period where I slept for like three hours. And I ate like two meals because I also had no money. <laughs> and it was literally just like in an editing suite for like seven hours, 
and then I'd like go to work for like four hours, go to a lecture, like run a, a performing arts society session, and like be like in the editing suite, like in between all these like times. And I don't, and I don't really drink cat. I don't drink tea or coffee. I don't really drink coke unless it's with alcohol. Like I don't drink caffeine. Um, so like just go like literally just like powering through on like pure stress alone. Like I literally, I'd like leave campus, the editing suite in campus, to like walk to a house party, stay there for like a couple hours, and then come back at like three a.m. back to like the editing suite. For, like three hours that I slept was on the floor of the editing suite. I got woken up by a lecturer who was like jeez you okay buddy <laughs> but it's just, you know I, I, I did some great work from that there's some like i wrote one of my favorite scripts um that got made into a film that was like reviewed by like a youtube channel in australia I wrote the script for that film between the hours of like 11 p.m to 6 a.m mm. just wrote it like in a whole like and it was like the day before the deadline there's another screenwriting module uh, it was like 2 a.m. on the day of submission for a 9 a.m. lecture, and I still had an empty page. Gave up, started like browsing through like YouTube, found like a, a sort of sort of picture of like a painting, and I was like, "Damn, that painting is awesome!" And then it inspired me to like write a script on like a painting in like four in the morning. Mm. And like you know, it's like I kind of can't work unless like there's like a thing in the back of my head going like. This is life or death. <laughs> yeah, there's now. There's a great Stress TED is like talk. A really big thing in my life for that. Yeah, there's a great TED talk. Uh, TED talk about this. Um, just like procrastination. I I can't remember uh, who it's by, but this guy talks about. Um, he's a massive procrastinator, similar to I guess us in this sense, and he talks about uh <laughs> having a monkey in his brain, and um it's called he calls it the instant gratification monkey and mm. when there's no kind of urgency or anything for an assignment what you'll get a deadline that's like five months in advance and uh this monkey will just take the steering wheel of your brain and literally just like right youtube let's watch like 50 30 second clips of like funny moments or just you know just anything anything that will give you like that instant gratification of like okay i've achieved the task like open up instagram scroll through okay story 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 meme mm. like the meme send to group chat just all, all of this stuff where yeah. your brain just goes on autopilot and it's Thank like okay you. gratification gratification and I, I you never think of it as gratification like you're rewarding your brain but that is like subconsciously what you're doing and then you know, this monkey will keep control of the steering wheel until what the TED Talk guy said was um, the panic monster wakes up in your head. And he illustrated it as this, like, this big fuzzy ball, like something out of Mr. Men that just wakes up this absolute beast. And it's the only thing that gets the monkey off the wheel. And, like, mm. this is exactly what we're talking about here is that you'll be just addicted to that instant kind of gratification where like, Oh, I could do this task that would take, you know, weeks of work or I could mm. open up YouTube or Instagram or Snapchat and, and just fill out these, these mundane, but like interesting daily things that we, 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 we waste our time doing. Mm. I don't like to think of it as time wasted. I always try and just yeah. enjoy the moment, you know, I'm just time spent differently. Yeah. 
Um, but it is that sort of case where I I'm not good at being a nine to five worker at the minute, and I think that bad habit is something i will i will deal with coming out of uni because i will have to when i go into the workplace obviously see sorry i remember our our good friend josh um he he turns his phone on black and white mode um because he was explaining because he was explaining how basically a phone the way that the phone's formatted so like you know on, on any app it's the same kind of part of the brain that's activated as let's say like a slot machine or something like that you know sort that's of the thing cool. that that keep, like youtube or something like that keeps you kind of going and so he turns it on black and white so that that's not triggered and that he right colors wow yeah really uh, mm. it's quite interesting actually well i yeah. remember when he had the iphone 6s it would always be in um which he somehow held on to for six years which is oh, quite yeah. um <laughs> I've still got a six. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Right. Okay. Well, there we go. But yeah, uh, yeah. I think it's a six plus actually, like the the huge one. Oh, the yeah. thick boy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, I agree that there's like there's also different levels of procrastination as well. Mm. Like I I always used to be you know like when I was younger and uh, be epic gaming all the time, and like mm. I wasn't too cons- and in hindsight I don't think it was a problem because it's better if I'm not doing that then I'm just going to be like pissing about like watching TV watching Netflix mm. like yeah. getting get out of your system yeah I'm like super I mean I like while I was cause speaking of like monkeys and like self-help medium <laughs> I uh, <laughs> while I, <laughs> while I was uh, while I was in therapy when I was like 17 um, I was reading this book alongside the self-help book called The Chimp Paradox by a Professor Steve Peters, I think. Mm. Um, published 2012. You're welcome. Book recommendation. Seriously, I genuinely would recommend it. It did a lot for me. Like right. that paired with therapy. I, like any kind of like thing when we talk about like stress or like anxiety or anything, I'll always link it back to I'm a big adv- advocate for like therapy. That did a lot of things. Like, I still use those techniques now. Mm, amazing. Um and uh and this book as well was talking about this like this chimp in your head that like is it it fucks you up like and it's genuinely reading that book helps you like understand what the process is that you find your like, mind getting caught in that just like starts to like run oh you, you sort of runs away with you a little bit but um I get, I'm so, like, I'm so easily distracted. I literally, like, bright lights, pretty colors, like, I'm, you know, you've lost me immediately. And, like, I will get lost in rabbit holes. I, contrary to you, Nathan, like, desperately need a nine-to-five. Because I, without structure, I can't function at all. I can't, I can't, like, if I don't have, like... Uh, I mean, even if it's like, you know, sort of like zero hour contract, like shifts wherever, like here, there and everywhere isn't very good for me. And like not having anything to do is terrible for me because I look, I won't get out of bed. I'll just yeah. like, lie in bed. Like, you know, I'll, like, t- I'll like lie in a dark room or I'll like have like flashing lights everywhere. There's like no in between. Need to be up at the same time every day working like so that I'm like focused all the time. Because if there's any chance that like I'm not using all my attention for the thing that I'm doing. I'm somewhere else. Yeah. I can't focus at all. So I like, like me to be like healthy and happy. I need quite a, like a rigid structure. No, for sure. I think I, so. 
I I do need that that kind of routine. And I try to implement a routine into my day where I'll always go to the gym at like three o'clock um, in the afternoon before dinner because I always get back about five and then I have time to shower. Thank you, thank you, gym lads. And uh, then I can eat at like six and then and spend the evening either you know relaxing or doing an, an assignment whatever's you know more important to me at that moment <laughs> um but yeah m- mornings have always been a write-off for me for like the past couple of years like unless i have somewhere to that i have to be like if if we go on a field trip or like when we we, we had a week in tenerife where we'd have to get up at like um half seven for the breakfast in the canteen and then you have to be out the door at nine on the coaches you know and stuff like that you know when i have a job and i i I get back into that i think i'll be absolutely fine and i'll need that it's just because i have the choice not to do it that i've fallen into this kind of relaxing bubble of just getting up whenever i want kind of me being the boss of when my day starts and while that's a very relaxing thing for me, it's not a good thing. Yeah. Um, so for sure, I think when you know I eventually get a job, uh, I'll have to uh, adjust. But I think I'll adjust quite quickly because I've I've never had a problem with getting up early, even if I hate it. Like I've never been late to school ever or anything like that. I think I was always quite good with that. Nerd. <laughs> so no, it's, yeah. it's noticeable how. Like for me, when I, because I'm basically sh- for my project that I'm doing this year, I'm scheduling in my own labs. Mm. So, and I will always turn up 45 minutes late for that because I'm the only one that I'm the only one that is accountable for that, and it's I'm, yeah, it, it, I'm losing one mm. for myself. Whereas if it's a lab that's organised by the department, I will be there at, on the time. Mm. And it's surprising, mm. like I don't intend for it to happen, but it is like a subconsciously, I just, I just less about myself <laughs> it's care. interesting isn't it i was i think i was talking to one of my housemates about that that you will quite happily disappoint yourself but disappointing others is a huge deal and mm. that's a good and about like it's a good thing and it's also concerning right it's a good thing that you you don't want to let people down and that you do your best to avoid that in every case but um the fact that it can be so easy for us sometimes to just put things off because we can't be asked or whatever and, and and not give yourself a bit of a slap on the wrist or you know there's no punishment right for mm. for well well there is but it's not like it's it's later on right if you don't go to that lab yeah. then the punishment happens in a few months time when when you're like mm. damn i should have done this earlier so you That's don't gratification reverse isn't yeah it? yeah so you you need sure you need other people to that are counting on you to kind of push you but also it's important to to think if i don't do something for myself i should feel bad about that i shouldn't be like oh well i'll just do it tomorrow i should be like i need to do better it's surprising like now that i have a lab partner to do my um, stuff with is that i'm just more punctual yeah and again it's it's completely subconscious like i'm not i'm not waking up and being like oh it's just me i can yeah, no one actively thinks that, yeah. But yeah, yeah somehow I've just become more punctual mm. because everyone's relying on me. It's the same with the gym. If you go with someone, you just end up trying harder, doing more sets, staying longer. Yeah. You know, you just work harder when 
someone else is kind of keeping the pace. It's like when I I used to do uh, park runs on Saturday morning, like at 9am. You'd have up to a thousand people down there doing the 5k. And you, you always have that person in front of you setting the pace. And if you if you run by yourself, I mean, it's a, it's a grueling task. I mean, you can just give up at any point if you want to. So it's it's easier to think, okay, I'm going to slow down here. Like, but you don't have someone in front of you or behind you or both to kind mm. of push you. So I think it's always good to yeah, if you're working, to be surrounded by other people who who will push you. Anyway, yeah. yeah, I think that will conclude this part of the podcast and this week's session. Uh, thank you for listening. If you've made it all the way to the end. Uh, be sure to check out the Instagram or follow our socials if you haven't. And um, we'll look forward Nathan, to... What are the Instagram uh, handles? Well, I believe you can follow us at Barely Social Podcast. Um, you can follow myself at Nathan X Herbert on Instagram. They will be on screen if you're watching on YouTube. Um, and you can follow Andy at Andy.Wilson and Joe at Joe F.B. Haley. Um, but uh, yes, hopefully we'll see you with Said Noble is our fourth man back next week talking about something else interesting for you guys. We're going to talk about how TikTok has essentially killed music. And uh, <laughs> let's, let's go. go. And we're also going to be talking about can people change and a little bit about love for you guys. Catch you next week. <laughs> <laughs>